Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club. I am your host, Manny G, and joining me tonight is the one who, after hours of free play, decided to step out of his javelin to scratch a badly itching leg, only to get eaten off by a ferocious grabbit. The world of Anthem is a scary place. It's Andy. What's up, buddy? Man, I don't get itchy in my armor anymore, buddy. I thought you knew. <laughs> That's those... probably the big problem with being in that javelin all day. Listen. It's like being in a cast. In my line of business, you have to be very aware. Hey, listen, Gold Bond is your friend. I'll just say that. Okay. <laughs> Andy, we are not alone, my friend. Tonight, we are... I love it when we have visitors. <laughs> me too. Me too. We are joined by the one who almost got caught in a firestorm, but fought his way out with a powerful Panzer tank. It's the last man standing, R.H. Larson. Wow. I didn't think I was going to get my own intro. This is he gets, he, That's what you get. Listen, it's like our ranks on Discord. When, when you, when, as you level up, buddy, you get your intro. Pretty soon you'll have your flying mount. It's going to be great. Did, well, oh, you are the first reoccurring guest on the show. Every uh, guest has a 0.01% chance to get their own intro. And <laughs> wow. you straight up got lucky tonight. <laughs> They don't, sell awesome. they don't sell boosters for that either, man. That's a straight <laughs> <No>. up <laughs> RNG. <laughs> I, pr I promise not to sell this intro on the marketplace for nice. platinum. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So we are a part of an excellent gaming community called the Gaming Adventure Club. And this is our podcast. So we talk about our gaming adventures throughout the week. What's going on in the gaming news universe. So dudes, how's it going? Let's start with our guest today. Larson, how have you been? How's your week been, man? What have you been doing? I've been great. I've been playing the beta a lot and Battlefield just, 5 beta. Yes, it's it dropped and I've been playing it as much as I can before it goes away. <laughs> nice, what about dude. you, Andy? You've oh, been on a trip, buddy. Yes, well, I was on a work trip for several yeah. several days and um I just got back actually like an hour ago. Um, wow. But uh, but it was good, man. The week was good. You know, um, just doing the Warframe thing, bro. Living that Warframe life. That Warframe grind. Like it's your job. Yes. Well, cool, but, man. Mm -hmm. I've been just playing more World of Warcraft, dude. Mm -hmm. it, is, it has been really fun. The expansion is still super fresh and really new. And it, it's been great, man. It's been hard to pull myself away to, to play anything else. Oh, nice, dude. A dude, and you, you're sitting there judging me on my grindy games, and, and look at you <laughs> sitting on type on top of Mount Grindmore, <laughs> dude. Honestly, the the grind for a while is not even there, man. It is there are so many diverse activities, so many different ways to to get gear and stuff. It it is it is uh it's like a theme park, dude. You could pick any ride you want. None of the lines are too long. It's it's like uh, it's it's the golden age right now. It's the theme park you can never leave. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can never leave. <laughs> Hotel California. Yeah, no, it, it's been really really fun, and um, I look forward to uh, playing it for the rest of my life. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, dudes, we have a bit of news. Oh, we're just gonna do like one news story, and we're gonna jump into the main topic. We got a couple really. Cool things to talk about later today. But, man, we are super fortunate as gamers who play on multiple platforms because finally, the answer has come. Sony has finally revealed their solution for crossplay, and we are excited. But if so you guys remember, like a couple weeks ago, Sony's uh, CEO, Sean, um, Sean Layden, had some stuff to say. Uh, we are looking at a lot of possibilities. You can imagine that the circumstances around that affect a lot more than just one game. I'm confident we'll get to a solution. 
You can get through this, buddy. Which, (laughs) which, Which will be understood and accepted by our gaming community. While at the same time supporting our business. Oh boy. You can smell it right now, right? Everybody, hey, listen, everybody have their waiters. Make sure everybody has their waiters on. Put on your boots for this. Well, dude, this is really cool because he's trying to, like, you know, this was in the middle of the, the Fortnite controversy. If you play the, the Fortnites on a particular platform and decide to log into Sony, all of a sudden, your Fortnite account is trapped in the Sony ecosystem. Yeah. You cannot leave. Such, you cannot go to the Switch. Such you are stuck. Yeah. All of your all of your twenty dollars skins, all of your yeah. axes and backpacks, all that this, really and really important stuff. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. sounds super reasonable, right? Solution that we could all understand, that we could all accept. Mm-hmm. So this is great, dude. We have. The man, the very top right here, the chief executive of Sony. Here we go. So, by <laughs> uh, Kenichiro Yoshida <laughs> says, on cross port, uh, I'm sorry, on cross platform, our way of thinking is always that PlayStation is the best place to play. Fortnite, I believe, partnered with PlayStation 4, is the best experience for users. That's our belief. But actually, we already opened some games as as, cl- as cross-platform with PC and some others. So we decide based on what is best, what is the best user experience. That is our way of thinking for cross-platform. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! We, we know best. So so hold on, <laughs> Manny. Could you yes. please interpret that for me? Okay. Basically, what Sony is saying, what they're saying is that you are to understand and accept this truth. Sony is the best place to play, and they are not budging on their stance for cross-play. You will do what we say and like it. (laughs) The best user experience is on Sony. They're trying to help you. They don't want you to go play on some other platform and have a (laughs) subpar performance. Listen, they know what's best for you, okay? They do. Trust them. All you have to do is trust them. See, Larson's dog agrees. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? I am actually ready to sell my Xbox and just get a PS4. Because if they're going to care for me this way, dude. Yeah, exactly. For a curated experience like that, who wouldn't, Manny? Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, my gosh. All right. We're having a lot of fun with this, but actually the corporate... Vice President of Xbox has a response for us. Is that me again? Do it. Let's Here we do go. this, man. <laughs> Strap <laughs> in. Mike Ibarra says, uh, in parentheses, Sony still isn't listening to gamers. All games should be cross-play and progression with the right input flexibility and gamer options. We run Windows and console. Larger gaming audience who wants to play together. Gaming is diverse. If you only serve to bring joy to part of an audience, to part of an audience, then you're behind in many, many ways. That is Microsoft's uh, stance on cross-play and cross-save, cross-progression. And I think that is a superior stance on that particular issue. Absolutely. Well, I mean, and there's been plenty of discussion, right? We, we've talked about how, you know, certainly Microsoft isn't, uh, doesn't, you know, isn't innocent in any way, right? When they were a top dog, they didn't play nice yeah. in the sandbox either. So, I mean, this sure, is just sure. business, right? This is the yeah. big boys throwing shade at each other with, you know, because they have the opportunity to do so. But in this case, in this current time, I think all of us can stand behind what Microsoft uh, and Nintendo, uh, and, you know, and PC, like uh, all of them, right? They're they're yeah. all on board. It's just Sony that's being a real turd. And currently, the people who are on top in Xbox land and Microsoft, these are all new people. These are not the people who mm-hmm. were holding the stance right. that Sony has right now. Very so uh, hopefully, these Very people true. stay in place for a while. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like somebody, it, somebody's always going to be on top. So. <laughs> yeah. The whole like we're on top now, so we don't want to play nice. Well, now we're on top, so we don't want to play nice. That's that only that really only hurts the gamer because somebody is always going to be on top. Yeah, and, and Sony does cross platform with with some people, right? Well, yeah, uh, they do it with uh, PC because that's a lot of people to shut out of your ecosystem. 
But uh, yeah, we did a little research and pretty much every other platform at some point has played nice with uh, PlayStation 4, except for Xbox. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, they, they are in competition mode, right? I mean, you can hardly blame them for that. But whenever your customers are shouting this loud for a feature, you know, it, it might be a wise move to actually listen to what your customers are saying. Unless you know best. <laughs> exactly. This is true. All right, dudes, let's roll into our main topic. We actually have two stories that we want to cover for our main topic. The first one was uh, PAX West 2018 just happened, and there was a pretty cool uh, trailer and panel about Anthem. So we want to talk about that a bit. That is exciting. And there's also a Battlefield 5 beta going on right now. And I think it's going to be going on by the time this episode releases. Doesn't it go until Tuesday? Uh, that sounds right. I'm not quite sure. All right. If if I'm wrong, Andy will buy you a Happy Meal. I absolutely right. will. And I will mail it to you. <laughs> there you go. Team effort. <laughs> All right. right, So let's let's talk about Anthem. Uh, They released a trailer called Our World, My Story, and they had a PAX panel to go along with it. It was about an hour long panel, Um, but it was really cool. I I kind of enjoyed what they had to say. And you can you can watch it on YouTube. Just look up Our World, My Story trailer about Hmm. Anthem and you can see for yourself. It's only a couple minutes long, but they talked about it being a dynamic, ever changing world and a powerful personal story that this is the heart of Anthem. So yeah, there's been some misconceptions about what Anthem is. People have been comparing it to games like Destiny and also been accusing Bioware of of putting like a weak foot forward here with Anthem because, you know, Bioware is known for their storytelling. They're really known for all that great storytelling. Yeah, man. And it, and it uh, you know, you guys know where, where my stance is on that, man. I've, I, uh, I'm not a huge um role-playing game but a player but uh yeah you know some of their older games were just incredible man the storytelling is is top-notch for sure yeah so some of the features they talked about was the uh that there's this world narrative that you can progress as a whole team and that kind of ties into their whole free play mission so you go out you do a mission with your squad of up to four people and then you have this free play mode which is about world exploration and there's different missions and monsters you can fight and this is the live game stuff, right? The, the different events that you get to partake of. And they talked about these different storms that happen that kind of change the, the surface of the, the Anthem world. They, they, they were asked in this panel about the size of, of the world you get to explore. And they just, they couldn't give an answer, but they explained why they couldn't or why they didn't want to give an answer because the world is very horizontal. So there's there's multiple planes because you can fly in your javelin, right? So why make a world that's just like a flat plane when you could have all these different elevations that you could fly into and participate in? So they were saying, you know, you can't really measure the game world um, that way. You know, you could probably measure it like by volume, but what other mm-hmm. game does that? So how are you going to compare it? Yeah, right. But yeah. but you know, they they want us to know that it's a large space where things are always changing and moving and they probably want to avoid the whole uh no man's sky fiasco too (laughs) very large but empty yeah and uh, i think it's very vertical is the uh the direction we're uh we're talking here right yes Uh, yeah both Uh, i would say yeah from what they're saying right definitely looked yeah yeah Uh, like air and underwater and it looks it looks amazing, man. If they can deliver on that game, it's going to be pretty awesome. From what I saw, like you dive down into like the water, and then they found like a cave, and then like they went to the cave, and that started a whole mission that they weren't really trying to do, which was really cool. Just kind of find things out in the world to it do. It looks like very that. dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have your own personal storyline, and that is um, that cannot be done cooperatively. So you have like these two games in one. You have the the co-op portion where you are playing with your team and doing stuff in the world but then you have your personal story area you have this personal city 
and it's instanced to you. In other words, no one else could enter into this personal instance of uh, Fort Tarsus. That's the main city hub. And, and it's supposed to be a large, very large place full of NPCs that are that kind of um, like a, a living world almost. You know, we, we just talked about Cyberpunk 2077 and how that world is living, right? And we've been thinking about like Red Dead Redemption 2 and how that world is is alive as well so i think we can it's safe to kind of think along those lines the different npcs you run into in fort tarsis they kind of offer you different storylines and things and different story arcs that you can go through and they kind of uh, change the way they respond to you based on your personal decisions as you're playing through the story really interesting uh it's kind of wondering how that worked if your decisions change what npcs you have then how does that work when you go out into the world with other people? That kind of confused me, but <laughs> I'm sure we'll find out. Yeah, and during the panel, I watched, there's there's about an hour-long panel. You can find that on YouTube as well. And um, I, I don't remember people's names because I, I, was, uh, I couldn't write things down at the particular moment where I watched it. But the presenter, he was actually one of the voice actors, and he talked about how excited he was and he was just describing his whole experience uh doing all the voice lines and going through the game as 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 though he was like watching a movie as well and it was great to actually hear his excitement for the game and how the story was affecting him and he was describing how different characters would change and and you kind of got to know people as you did missions for them and stuff um so it it was really exciting uh, what i find really exciting is uh you can switch between javelins during whenever you go to that town. Oh, so yeah. it's not like uh, Destiny where you have to leave and load a new game with uh, a Titan. And oh, then, yeah, and go to like a character select screen. Yeah, you don't have to do that. Uh, and you don't have to redo this whole story again to level up another character. You get all three javelins and you can switch in between them anytime you want. That's that, kind of an aspect really of the RPG itself, right? That's like yeah. who you are. You're a pilot. You fly these javelins. Yeah, it's going to be a lot nicer than having to go to a character select screen and reload. But coming back to the Fort Tarsus thing, they they said that this is a uh, real-time storytelling, a reinvention of personal narrative in a multiplayer game. So that's that's kind of a bold statement, I think, because uh, the real-time storytelling, that is interesting, and, and you kind of see how they're going to do that. Whenever you go to your base to get missions and stuff like that, then that's when the storytelling really happens, that real-time storytelling. But they're saying that they are reinventing personal narrative in a multiplayer game. And I, I think that's kind of an interesting statement because I think their vision and their idea for this is very different than the way other games do it. But at the same time, like I've been playing, like, you know, we talked about earlier, I've been playing World of Warcraft for a long time. And there is a very personal narrative in that multiplayer game. And you kind of see this personal narratives going on in multiplayer games. So I'm not sure if Bioware is actually doing anything new here, but they're, they're claiming that they have reinvented this. So what do you guys think about that? Well, that's been always one of my pet peeves when I play uh, an RPG, uh, especially an MMO, uh, to be more specific. Like uh, I was playing Elder Scrolls Online, yeah. and you do this like big, long story quest, and then when you go back out into the world, it's the same ads doing the same thing. Sure. Like, I just I just did this huge mission to stop <laughs> the ghost from grazing from the gr yeah. graves and attacking the villagers. And Why would I go to that back. village? Are there yeah. ghosts attacking villagers? See, okay. that's, that's something a little different for Worldcraft because they have created this phasing technology so that you actually do things in the world and the world itself changes and you see things differently. So like as an example, you can be questing a certain area and, and this this huge plague happens. And the next time you go there, the village is wiped out and it's gone. So if you're grouped with a person who hasn't experienced that, then you can join them in that that portion of the world or or, or vice versa. Or you may need to have them kind of progress further in that particular section. But um Games are changing and Warcraft is changing. And, and this is just an example, you know, but they they have ways of dynamically changing the world based on your personal character progression. So so this isn't necessarily new for 
to to games in general but i guess it's something new for bioware yeah it'll be nice yeah because i definitely get that when you're playing an mmo and you you're doing a certain area and you think you've done some kind of event and then you go back and it's just all over there again yeah (laughs) but we gotta look at the interceptor that's one of the javelins they've been keeping from us and we didn't learn a whole lot but it it's like a it's it's a fast agile javelin and they compared it to they said like a rogue class in other rpgs which is kind of interesting because rogue classes at least in my mind utilize like stealth and mm-hmm. quick attacks and and burst attacks and you know they're really squishy they got to run away and set up their uh, their attack again so I don't know if that's how this thing is going to play, but it was it was kind of exciting to see a new javelin. It looks really good, man. Uh, you know, we'll see. For me, you know, I mean, again, I've been I've turned into such a curmudgeon, man. I feel like I'm just an old man sitting on uh, my porch, throwing stuff at passersby, knitting but, uh, sweaters. I know. Just uh, you know, I, I really just want to wait and see the game. I mean, we're about to get into it right now and I'm sure you guys with the with the Battlefield beta, the experiences yeah. that you guys have had, it's just so hard to even when when it's in your hands, right? Like you're, you you know, there's so many different perspectives and depending on where you're at, like how you judge that game. Sure. I want to be very excited about this game. I feel like it has a lot of potential, but I just have to wait and get it into my hands and actually play it. I don't mind because I'm not going to have my heart crushed. I don't mind getting excited about a project that I see potential in and getting excited about it because to get excited or get hyped about a game doesn't mean you're buying it. You know, it means that you're appreciating the work of this particular studio and you see what this does for, for, um, for these types of games. You know, it's, it's an advancement in technology. It looks amazing. And actually this game looked fantastic. The trailer was beautiful. The gameplay looked awesome. You know, so so I am excited, but it, you know, it it doesn't mean I'm gonna buy it and give them my money. And personally, I don't think that if the game just if they just don't show up, right? Like if there's too much missing, if they release it at eighty percent instead of like ninety five percent or whatever, you know, then then you know, we'll we'll I'll kind of decide what what I think about the game. Then I have some faith left in humanity. In gaming, mm-hmm. in gaming, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I think the only people I have faith with faith in anymore is uh, CD Projekt Red. Man, you know, like they have a lot of goodwill. Are they the uh, last bastion of hope for it. you? Yes, they yeah. are. I don't know. I thought you were about to get that DE tattoo, right? Uh, that oh, Warframe. Uh-huh. I'm about to. <laughs> but that game is in that game is in my hand, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I have yeah, that yeah. game. But yeah, we, we got to see a lot of the, the enemy types and there's there's different, they, they describe them as different factions and they all kind of uh, have their own parts in the different, in the world there. And uh, so it all looked really, really cool. I was, I was happy to watch it and I'm, I'm happy to be excited about Anthem and uh, I hope the best for it. And um, I'm definitely, you know, a part of the premise for the show, at least for me, was to, to try new things. So I'm, I'm willing to, to do that. The game releases February 22nd, but there's going to be a public demo um, that people can get a hold of as soon as February 1st. So if you pre-order the game or are part of Origins or EA Access, you will be able to take part in this demo. None of the progression carries over because it's just a demo. And there is a word of alpha and beta taking place, but there's no guarantee that there's going to be any kind of public participation. Hmm. But yeah, if you're if you're interested in, in Anthem uh, and and you want to check it out, go go look up the uh, the Pax West panel and, and you'll you'll probably be excited about it. But yeah. next up, Battlefield Five. Here it comes <laughs> yeah, the Battlefield right. Five open beta is in full swing, and you know we're gonna just talk about some of our impressions. They had a dev talk and then they had a their press release for Firestorm. So we're gonna we're gonna run through that. So I I started it. I my uh, my two year old has been very sick for the last four days. So me and my wife we haven't had any sleep. So any t- spare time I have is just like gone. Right? Like it was a miracle that I was able to prep for the show. To be honest, but um, hmm. I got to play for one hour of the beta. 
I got to play last night for for an hour. I jumped into Grand Operations, and as soon as I loaded into this game, there was like, you know, I was just in the middle of this firefight. It was just this hailstorm of gunfire, these explosions going off, and I'm like, I feel I think my character's dead. And then a few seconds mm-hmm. pass by, and then I kind of come to, and I have control of my character again. The feel of of this war is, you know, it's signature to Battlefield, and they have absolutely achieved it. It felt like Battlefield. It felt like I was in this giant battle, and I was immediately emotionally swept up by by what was happening in this game. So they've they've absolutely nailed the feel. But as I began to play the game, I I kind of noticed a few things. And this is beta, right? And I talked to some other people in Discord, and they kind of mentioned that they weren't experiencing the things I was experiencing. But uh, just real quickly, like the weapons, I, I, I went through all the weapons, and I played all of them. They, they felt clunky. They didn't feel solid. And, you know, this was just coming off of a Crucible session in Destiny 2. And... These games, you cannot really compare them one for one, but you can say that they're both shooters and they are both made to feel a certain way. And and when I'm in Destiny and the Crucible and I was, I've been using the Jade Rabbit, it is a scout rifle, it is a slow firing gun, and it is so satisfying to fire that gun because when I fire the, the gun and I know I'm going to hit a target, I'm going to hit right where I'm aiming, it's going to land and I'm going to get feedback from that exchange and so so there's this this level of feeling you get with weapons and i just didn't have that playing the beta last night hmm. D- don't mind me i'm just sharpening my pitchfork here and uh <laughs> <laughs> well listen no, no, no. I'm, a full disclosure from me uh i did yeah. not get into the beta um i i could insert a bs excuse in here but uh honestly like you know I again I'm just waiting. I am I am going to buy Battlefield. Uh because I feel like enough of my friends are going to be playing it. Um and I and I want to be a part of that uh sure myself. But um but I have not gotten into the beta so I have I have yeah. no impressions. Only what I've heard from you guys. So this is going to be right. mostly you two. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Well, let me uh I'll just run down the rest of my um, just impressions real quick. And then we can, we could kind of talk about them. And then Larson, you can, you can talk about yours and we'll, you know, bounce around that way. Um, another thing that I noticed was movement just didn't feel very clean and crisp to me. And I know, you know, you, you know, the first thing you think is, well, you can't compare that to the game. You just talked about destiny because there's no shoulder charge. You know, mm. you're this superhuman, whatever yeah, you are, right. a guardian in destiny. Mm-hmm. And, and these are soldiers, Right. But the movement just, you know, it was, you know, I'm running and I'm kind of crouch running and, and it just didn't feel like it was impactful enough. I don't know exactly how to describe what I'm trying to say here, but, um, you know, I, obviously you have full control of your, your character and there's a lot of movements you can do. You can crouch, you can lay down, you can, you know, get on your back. You could do all this stuff. Right. But it, it just felt like muddy to me, you know, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. Um, but, but that's how it felt to me. And another thing I noticed was the, um, and this will be the last thing I say right here. Well, actually two things. Number one, this is probably, this is not number one, but number one, I couldn't hear enemy footsteps. Sound design is crucial in first person shooters and I can hear the battle very well. I could hear my own weapon, but sometimes who were next to me and I couldn't hear them and enemies that were running by me super close. I couldn't hear them. And I think that is, that needs to be fixed, whatever that is. And I don't know if that's a beta issue or if that's just the, the game design, you know, whatever that is, I, I thought that was not good. And another thing that I noticed was just the time to kill felt slow to me. And I'm not comparing this to a different Battlefield game. I'm not comparing this to Destiny. I'm not comparing this to anything. I'm just saying, hey, I was killing people and it felt like it took a little too much to actually put people down. Now, a couple of things that could contribute to that was uh, the weapon upgrade system. 
I was not using an upgraded weapon, so maybe my bullets were bouncing around more than they would be had I had an upgraded weapon. Uh, I jumped into a match where I didn't choose the server, so there could have been some kind of latency issue. I could have been connected to somewhere far away. And also, um, I think Flavorous mentioned that in the beta, there's a low tick rate, so information isn't downloading and uploading very quickly. So that, that, those were my negatives and, uh, you know, my, my positive first impression there when I, when I got into the battle and the negatives that I felt during gameplay. So, so Larson, talk me, uh, talk me down off this ledge here. All right. Well, <laughs> I had about 10 hours of uh, beta play time. I took off work a couple days early and it was really hot in Indiana. It yes, 95 it was. degrees. I was working in an attic. Yeah. So I said, I'm going home. <laughs> play some battlefield good choice uh but uh i i mean you also were talking about all the play you did and you were by yourself which is sad because the best part of battlefield is playing with a group yeah and I, I was playing with the best group i was playing with the entire sufficiently afflicted podcast group <laughs> oh, flavorous nice. eric's part of and milks uh, yeah and nice real quick while we're on that subject i want to say congratulations to milks because he just got engaged oh, oh nice. nice congrats milks. yeah well but, done uh, sir <laughs> i had i really had a blast playing it uh, uh one thing i didn't did see uh is the game didn't look all that nice and that shocked me because uh battlefield is known for being a beautiful game yeah but everything was very grainy and like had like a haze to it, it was i noticed that too and really, apparently really annoyed me mm. yeah apparently it's supposed to be enhanced for the xbox but it wasn't in place so, so i kind of let that pass because i see how delicious it looks on the pc well let me help you out a bit more okay there is a setting called film grain <laughs> apparently oh, wow. they thought that it would be really cool to have a setting for that to make the game look a little bit worse. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, you just go into the setting, you turn off film grain, and the game just looks so, so crisp. Oh so goodness, so Larson, what you're, what you're saying is that it's a feature. It's a feature. It's a feature. <laughs> it's an actual feature. They, they know what you want. <laughs> but yeah, after, after you turn that off, the game looks beautiful like it's supposed to. That is funny. Uh I, I'm thrilled that you like the the best thing that any battlefield game needs to start with is that feeling of being in the middle of a battle and you described it perfectly bombs going off a plane's flying right overhead and shooting mm -hmm. at the ground and people are screaming and running and a tank blows up in the entire building next to you and it crumbles yeah and like your screen shakes and your controller vibrates and you just feel it in your chest and yeah i'm i'm not uh overstating this by saying it felt extremely immersive yeah but, mm -hmm. and when you're playing with a squad it's that much more immersive because you see one of your buddies go down and you all push towards him and take down as many people as you can and the the medic runs over and tries to heal him while you guys give cover and fire and it's, it's just working as a team is just so much mm -hmm. fun in that game we uh we had a, a little mission where I actually got uh, a bug where in the beta, if you're halfway through resing somebody and you get shot, the person you are resing gets kind of stuck in a state of halfway resed, <laughs> so they can't fully die and they can't get up. So I was just stuck on laying in the middle of the battlefield, surrounded <laughs> by snipers. Oh gosh! I didn't want to leave funny. the server because uh, I couldn't get back in. Yeah. So the other three guys launched this huge mission to come save me where oh, they cleared so out funny. buildings and uh, just completely came to my rescue and they saved me. They <laughs> resed me. They got me up on the ground. They awesome. were successful. <laughs> they, they did an amazing job. Funny. That's awesome. It was, hey, it was awesome. Was it any – did you guys ever – my kids showed me this. It's a really funny video though. You should absolutely check it out if you haven't already. It's uh, some Australian – Fortnite youtuber uh that found i guess some guy who fell off the side of a cliff 
that couldn't jump back up and so he like tried yes. to rescue that is the, so that's yes. what you had that happened to you <laughs> yes except uh it, it was a that video sadly ended, i know that, that video sadly ended with the death of the rescued kid we will well, listen we will leave it a little bit of a cliffhanger <laughs> that you have to you guys have to go youtube that it's yeah. absolutely priceless <laughs> that that was yeah i laughed real hard mm-hmm. and uh like you mentioned weapon upgrades they make a huge difference uh, okay. to the point where uh, Sparta was running and he was really struggling with a certain gun. I don't remember the names. All the battlefield weapons don't have names. They have letters they, and yeah, a couple they, numbers. It's they hard always, to remember. They always, I forget the guns they always talk about when on their podcast. I don't. It's funny. I don't even play <laughs> uh, Battlefield and I listen to those guys and I feel like all the terminology is starting to sink in and I still <laughs> haven't played it at all. But, but yeah, uh, Sparta was he was struggling with his weapon. He hated it. But uh, another bug that's happening in Battlefield is when you try to res somebody, sometimes you just steal their gun. <laughs> uh, oh, that's hilarious! You can't I eventually res them. Called theft. Yes. <laughs> eventually, they get back up, but they have your gun. You have their gun. It's weird. That's pretty but, funny. Uh, it happened to Sparta when he res Flavorous, and uh, he was he was like, "Hey, this gun's really good." I couldn't hit anything last night, but I'm just on fire right now. And he's like, yeah, that's because you have my fully modded gun. <laughs> so <laughs> <That's> hilarious. <laughs> he, he noticed a huge difference in his gameplay yeah. just because he had Flavorous' gun. And what about how does the movement feel to you? Like, you know how I kind of felt like I was a little, not necessarily in quicksand, but it just didn't feel like clean and swift and stuff. It just felt a little, I don't know, a little off to me. Yeah, uh, you kind of use movement differently in Battlefield. You're not just running face first into combat, killing the first sure. guy you see, then running to the next guy. Uh, mm-hmm. All movement needs to be for a reason. You got to move to cover, watch for snipers, make sure your back is clear, move to the next spot, move to the next spot. It's it's not meant for sprinting across a field and then doing a somersault and then shooting to some guy and then running across another place. It's 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 more precise than that. So so the movement is is more tactical. Yeah, it's more like a cover shooter without the cover shooter mechanic. So I I actually I was looking for a different feedback on the internet for the uh, for the time to kill and kind of seeing what I was experiencing if that was a, a common uh, opinion. Uh, but it's, it seems like this is actually a faster time to kill than some other battlefield games, right? Yeah. Compared to other battlefield games, it is a pretty fast uh, time to kill to where it almost puts a damper on the game because if you're getting shot, you're probably going to die. You can't hide and then try to figure out where you're getting shot from. So they actually, for the first beta lengthened that time to kill and got some complaints, so they shortened it back up for this beta. So we'll see where they go with it. They might make it a little longer again, because mm-hmm. Battlefield players like that longer time to kill. At least the ones I play with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, Flav, that's, uh, that we had discussions about that. That was my concern was, you know, a quicker time to kill and how effective I would be. Um, and he was mentioning that it's actually... Uh, a bit slower time to kill and then when the five when five was announced and how it was going to be a faster time to kill um you know i was like oh, you were boy. scared yeah yeah <laughs> i'm gonna get but thankfully i can be the res guy you can be the res guy yeah meaning that you guys are gonna res me all the time oh that's fine <laughs> <laughs> so i i think i'm just thinking about this a lot of these particular issues or complaints that i have about my first hour of of the beta my first impressions these are all fixable things a lot of them are perception because you have to have a certain mindset for a different type of gameplay right battlefield is is a different type of shooter although it is a first person shooter but the game is very much still in beta Mm-hmm. So, yes. you know, there's, um, they, uh, they, they did this dev talk. It's about an hour long video that you can go check out on YouTube as well. And they, they, they talked a lot about the, the different fixes that they've been doing based on feedback. The bugs that they had the first day of beta are not there. The second and the bugs they had the second day are not there. And the third 
Like, uh, I remember on the first day I heard that one of the bugs was that the game tried to put everybody in the same squad. So as though <laughs> no. you had one giant squad and yes. it was messing things up. And so the, all these things have been fixing and they've been working hard to make it, uh, play well. But I guess my, my, uh, my issue is that this is an open beta, which you are giving to everyone and you're really not, DICE is not putting their best foot forward here. And if I didn't know any better and if I didn't care enough to kind of research these problems and to see, okay, is this the way the game is or is this just the experience I'm having because of, you know, I was hooked up on a bad server. My latency was high. The, um, you know, my weapons not upgraded. So it'll feel better over time. The more time I invest into that particular weapon. If I didn't know all these things. I may have just quit and just said, ah, this game sucks. I'm not going to play it. You know? So I think that's kind of the danger of having an open beta because nowadays most people expect a beta to be more of a demo, right? Yeah. You, you kind of got to think of the type of person that goes out looking for betas though. They're usually a more informed gamer is in my opinion. Uh, before I really got into gaming, I had never played a beta before. So I feel like the more educated gamer would know to give it a little bit more chance, like look a little bit deeper and hopefully go onto a Reddit site or a chat room of some sort and figure out what exactly is going on and hopefully be a little more educated. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, let's jump down to uh, the firestorm here. Ooh. Ooh, firestorm. The so one they- thing we didn't get to see. Yeah, we did not get to see Firestorm. Actually, there was a, a bunch of game mode you didn't get to see. It was just a big, it was their, their Grand Operations, which is what I played, and their uh, Conquest. And that was all that was available, basically. Isn't there like a solo mode or story mode available Yeah, War well? Stories. War That's Stories. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And there's also a co-op uh, story mode as well, I believe. So Hold the my hand, is- Manny. the beta is really limited so there's a lot of stuff that i wanted to see i want to see some of the smaller maps and stuff that's just not available right now but and yeah and this this mode firestorm this is not available currently but they did a they gave us a press release and it's really interesting so fire mode our firestorm this is their battle royale mode why they didn't call it battlefield royale I have no idea because <laughs> doesn't that just seem, opportunity, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that seems like the thing to call it, right? That's right. Um, but it, it's a 64 player mode. You're divided up in the squads of four, right? And there, there was no mention of, of solo queuing, but the, the, uh, the press release says that you're a squads up to four players. So I'm assuming that means you can be in smaller squads, smaller than four. 1v4 me, bro. <laughs> you know, well, I'm you. A, that makes me think you can do like uh, two people can queue in and they'll just balance the numbers, maybe even three people in a solo. We don't know. They weren't very specific, but they did say up to. Mm-hmm. So it's it's this giant ring of fire that is continuously closing in on everyone, right? Just kind of like instead of like in Fortnite where you have the bubble and it just closes in over time, like a little more, a little more. This just does it. It's just a consuming fire closing in, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they said that this is the largest map that they have ever made for a Battlefield map. And Battlefield has had some huge maps. Oh, yeah. Like, very large. But there's going to be vehicles in there to help you kind of uh, to go through the terrain. So this is, uh, it's not a standalone mode. It's a, it's a integrated into the game. As you play this, you progress your, your, uh, your characters, your, your, uh, what do they call it? Your, not in your squad, but your, I don't know. Squad mates. No, they, they describe it as a, um, I don't, did you, don't you have like progression, uh, for yeah. your different characters? I forgot what they call that. It is a very weird term, but I don't remember, uh, <laughs> what it is. I know Eric save us. I know, right? I don't know what it's called. But um but anyways the, the so so it's integrated into your battlefield experience is the point basically. So whatever progress you get there, you keep that progress. But just like a traditional battle royale, you you fall in from the sky, you have no equipment. None of your squad has any equipment to start off with and you go and you find your weapons. And so this is this is really cool. They talked about um objectives. So you can go and do different objectives. The objectives are similar to the objectives in the other modes of the game. 
And as you're successful, that gives you better and more powerful and more rare uh, gear and weapons. So, so it's it's definitely a battle royale game, but it is a battlefield battle royale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what wh- what do you guys think about this? Or do any of these like the objectives, the the map size, or the the way you get loot and all that stuff? What is what kind of uh, stands out to you guys? And what do you think? Uh, I I put a lot of time into Fortnite. And the fighting over objectives sounds really, really fun, but Fortnite had a problem where everybody would try to land in the same location, and it would get thinned mm. out super fast. Yeah. So it would be five minutes into the game, and there'd only be ten people left. So that's my out of a hundred, right? Yeah, out of a hundred wow. people. So th- yeah. that is my fear that people are going to be fighting over these tanks. They're going to be fighting over these really small parts of the map it'll be thinned out and then it's going to be this huge map with you and two other guys and you're just going to be running around trying to find each other trying not to burn to death in an all-consuming fire because i doubt that the ring of fire is based on how many people are alive it's probably just on a timer yeah it just moves in so so if the majority of people die like when the first couple minutes Mm -hmm. then you could spend most of the game just like looking around trying to find people I've won a lot of Fortnite matches, not seen anybody until the last three seconds and just <laughs> shooting the one guy that's left. Hmm. It's it's kind of annoying. but So that's my only fear with the uh, locations that you fight over. Um, also, they have to give us enough ways to deal with the vehicles because if a rocket gun or a landmine is, or a tank landmine is really rare because they start with nothing. So yeah. If, if it's rare to find something to deal with a vehicle, then the vehicles will be reigning supreme. Yeah. And so those two things are my only concerns with the uh, the game mode. It sounds it's, it's going to be super interesting. And it's different enough from PUBG and Fortnite that I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah, you know, I, I just, I mean, Manny, we had the one game that we played of Fortnite, you and I. <laughs> that was, that was a catastrophe of uh monumental oh proportions goodness, dude. it was amazing but, uh yeah <laughs> did i tell you larson I, I probably did but we we start we get into a game of Fortnite. we drop in and i see some people <laughs> and i don't know what it is like their the, their name the enemy names are not red right Mm-mm. so yeah. i saw there's like two people they have their backs to me and for some reason i just kind of walked up to oh, them look they're friends <laughs> like i don't i don't know what i was thinking i was like are they friendly how's the match not started yet so i just walked over to see what they were doing and uh, uh do, can you believe it they turned around and they killed me no oh, what, what? Did, did you did you try to dance before they killed you no because the... i didn't know how to dance <laughs> you gotta you gotta <laughs> dance to uh try to start a dance party <laughs> So that was, yeah, that was my Fortnite experience. And he la- lasted longer because <laughs> I think he got stuck in a tree, right? Yes, I was no. hiding. I, I made it to the top three. I, I didn't fire a single bullet, and, and I played the best game of PvP I've ever played in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, dude, I, you know, that's – I don't know that that's a mode that I am made for. It just doesn't – you know, it doesn't move – fast enough i guess and and mind you that i i am not um i'm really not the person uh to to be objective about this right because i i don't play that game you know so Mm -hmm. um we'll see we'll see Uh, your company it's called your company there you go. That's <laughs> that's how you set up your company. That is, it's it's weird. That's, yeah, that's your where you set up your how your character looks so, and what sorry, weapons they you, carry. What were you saying? That's perfect. Well, <laughs> like I remember now. I mean, <laughs> no. Uh, what uh, what they really have to work on is uh, Battlefield has been known to have really long uh, load times. So oh. that can kill a uh, battle royale game because you drop in, you see a guy, he shoots you. If you have to wait twenty minutes to get back into a game, that that it's done. It's not going to succeed. So they have uh, for- to balance the map so people will land in different spots. They have to balance uh, how many people die, like at the beginning and stuff. 
They have to balance the vehicles and how to be able to take on vehicles. You and they have to be able to figure out their 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 load times. <laughs> That's doable, right? Yeah, right. I mean Fortnite did it, PUBG did it. Yeah, now it's yeah, time right. for dice. Actually, yeah. not even dice. It's a uh, Criterion, Criterion Games. Yeah. Hmm. yeah so right. hey, that's pretty cool. Any any final words for uh for Battlefield or Firestorm before we duck out of here? I think that pretty much covers it. Um, they have uh, fortification systems. Yeah. Oh yeah. Squad squad points. They emphasize the fortifications quite a bit in the dev talk. And uh, they think it's going to be a real game changer. It's it's a cool feature. It's like the the opposite of the destruction that you can do, right? You can just fix stuff up or make make all these different things. I mean, if you're so inclined, you can build it and then blow it up. I mean, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> they're really it, it doesn't take much to blow them up. It's which yeah. is good because you can wall off entire entry points and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. well, I played a lot of Battlefield Three. And I have a lot of confidence that they'll be able to pull off Battlefield Five. These different issues that I talked about, I think these are all fixable things. And honestly, it could all be contributed to just a, a low tick rate, server latency and stuff, and the fact that this is a beta. Yeah, we. I mean, we both agree that they 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 nailed they nailed the one thing that's hard to do, and that's make you feel like you're in a battle so they absolutely as long as they start there they can fix the rest so i'm happy yeah and there's a setting to make it look good (laughs) it's a feature (laughs) it's a feature it's a feature (laughs) oh nice awesome well cool thanks for joining us larson thanks for lending us your, your battlefield and battle royale wisdom (laughs) sure (laughs) (laughs) whatever you say so yeah thanks thanks so much for joining us everybody we really appreciate it if you want to uh, send us any kind of feedback whatsoever we want to hear from you we are definitely listening you can head over to our website gamingadventureclub.com and you could send us feedback right there so, Lurson, you are a part of our community, and I know people could hang out with you there in our Discord, but how else can people get a hold of you? I mean, I'm always willing to accept friends on Xbox. You can uh, hit me up there as well, RH Lurson. And I have a Twitter. I don't tweet, but uh, go ahead and follow me. It exists. <laughs> same thing, hey, RH Lurson. Listen, listen I, did, I said the same thing when we started, and look at me. I'm a Twitter champ now. That's right. What's your what's your Twitter handle, Andy? Oh, at AndyMan228. Okay, I thought you were going to forget. No, heck no. <laughs> be Not like, anymore. <laughs> awesome. No. So if you guys and gals would like to be a part of our gaming community, head over to GamingAdventureClub.com slash Discord, and that will get you into the club. So come join us. We have a lot of people in there that are um, excellent and playing a lot of games right now. Totally, totally. Come by and see us. Our very own Lurson is in there. Every single day. You what better, else am I going to do? Work. Listen, you better, <laughs> you better be on your best behavior, though, because he, he will moderate the the fun out of you. Oh, you see man. what I did there? You see what I did there? Good. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> there are children out there. <laughs> so Manny gave me this big old hammer. I'm just waiting to use it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So... Yeah, have an adventurous week and take care of each other.